0: It's Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app.
1: going to want it today because we have a lot to talk about it's russell and medhurst it's a monday morning feel the energy come aboard a lot of you have been coming aboard throughout the football season glad to have the newbies we want more tell your friends stop one by they are welcome here 301-230-0980 streaming live for free on the odyssey app at WrestleMania 621 at Mr. Underscore Me93 for our man Matty Essig in the other room who is taking your calls. Be courteous to him when you call because he is the operator standing by. And, of course, some available at Pete Metters. But I'm a nobody. It's a Monday morning football yesterday without your commander. So you could actually, you could actually watch football, for those of you that did, and not worry about the emotional buy-in one way or the other. I essentially raked leaves all day because my yard was being aerated and seeded this morning. So I spent 1 o'clock to 7 o'clock listening to football games on the uh, on my SiriusXM app while I was outside raking leaves for six hours. You know. Yes, six hours.
2: That's a lot of leaves for six hours. Like, uh, how yep. big of a yard do you have? Like, really big? Sort of big? Uh, it's Half a, big? It's a good size yard. It's good size yard. I always forget that you live. I'm surrounded out the, by woods. That's know, the problem. I know, and you live out in the country. Live so Out in the country, surrounded by woods. There's more stuff that goes on
1: there. You know, it's, it was so funny. I mean, my dog follows me everywhere I go. I mean, she is she is the most faithful companion ever. Mm. Um, and literally, she stayed out with me yesterday for all six hours. Really? While we, you know, did that front huh. yard, front yard, and back, and uh, it, it maybe wasn't one o'clock. Yeah, I think it was closer to two. Yeah, it was closer to two because yeah. I started. um, You know, I actually got Kelly outside for a few minutes yesterday. because She's been under the weather; she needs right. fresh air and stuff like that. Um So, and you know, it was probably because it was the middle of the. Th- it was actually the beginning of the third quarter because I was listening to Ravens Giants, mm-hmm. and that's when I started in the front yard. So it was probably All right. So it wasn't quite that yeah, long.
2: Still, just, just still the, a pretty
1: long day. But again, when you're when you're watching other teams, yeah, and Going back and watching a lot of the highlights and some of the more condensed stuff last night after I got in the house, I'll ask you this as we go into, because now I think there's a there's a there's a false sense of security happening for the commander's fans right now because the jets went into Green Bay and just thrashed Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. by the way, Green Bay. Trade Aaron Rodgers now. Get a draft pick because you're not winning the Super Bowl this year. Get some compensation.
2: Wait, 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 wait. You you want the Green Bay Packers right now after they let Devontae Adams go because of Keeping yes. Aaron Rodgers and redid trade his Aaron contract Rogers. to trade it. <laughs> trade, trade Aaron Rodgers.
1: <laughs> get some compensation, you know, just like a lawyer. You know, uh, get compensation for you and Do right you think now. Aaron
2: Rodgers is calling Matt LaFleur and uh, and Brian Guttenkist and saying, uh, like Denny Lemieux did in Slapshot circa 1988, trade me the right Mm-mm, now the, the
1: issues are greater than just wide receivers and Rodgers in Green Bay. There's there's greater issues there. Yeah,
2: like their offensive line stinks their and their special, line, team special teams, teams are
1: brutal. Well,
2: it's why I always say, guys, and i guys. I'm light, guys, guys. <laughs> why I always say, coaching. Isn't all that matters. A lot of you run around and parade around saying coaching is the only thing that is wrong with the commanders. Roster construction
1: that, and fit is is to me is everything in the National Football League.
2: Also, I, I, absolutely. Also consistency and players that actually, you know, do their job and play. Again, coaches help. Coaches are important. Nobody has ever said anything other than that. What you guys run around and parade around saying is coaching matters 100% of the time and player performance, good or bad, should get no credit or or or, 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 or no blame because it's all about coaches who put a computer chip into the back of somebody and go, burr, 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 and, you know, away you go. No, no, doesn't work that way. Rich Passaccia is one of the best special teams coaches in the history of the game. In the history of the game. You watched that Green Bay tape yesterday.
1: Uh, That was not good. It was
2: not good. It was not good, and it could have been ugly. We'll get to the Packers, uh, obviously, as we go along throughout the week. Everybody in Washington thinks, "Oh, we can beat the Packers." Well, apparently, as you know, the boys—the boys in Vegas—know everything. They don't think so. No, but they're five and a half point home underdogs uh, to the Green Bay Packers. We'll we'll get obviously we got a lot to do in in that regard. Uh, but, you know, you, you were mentioning, you know, uh, raking the leaves and, and kind of in that sweet spot of where the games start to turn and come to home. Um, my front door broke uh, <laughs> right right around. Well, it broke earlier in the week, but it broke officially for good right around mm, 315 or so. So I had to deal with some of that all throughout the day because I couldn't do what you did which was just basically, you know, I I just, I, I, I wasn't, the one day that I had to watch NFL football and be commanders free and to not have that burden and that stress and that heartache and that frustration and that anger and all those emotions built up in a one, I couldn't waste it on a front door. I couldn't waste it, so I had to kind of do it here and there when the game started to kind of slow down, I made it work, whatever, nobody cares. My point being is, a Sunday without the commanders is bleeping glorious. I mean, we, we were burdened Thursday night. Last week sucked. I, I, there's no way anybody could say anything other between Ron Rivera's stupid comments about Carson Wentz, even though he was right to criticize and call out Carson Wentz. Uh, of course, we know he botched that, and that was a disaster the 50,000 page uh, word report whatever it was on stupid dan Snyder and all of his misgivings disaster william jackson the demanding a trade not demanding a trade getting benched ron says it uh, disaster
1: i got it Two wait, a games minute, wait a minute and four stop, and right right days. stop right there stop right there i got it i'm going to be the typical sports radio caller right uh-huh. here the idiot they trade William Jackson, the third for, or, Aaron Rodgers. for Aaron Rodgers do it go. right now, Ron, right. let's take the call. Let's Ron, take calls on that. Why don't we ask Jay Gruden that William Jackson, a third for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Are you in 301-230-0980? We should, we should ask uh, Jay Gruden
2: when he comes up uh, for a uh, touchdown at 10 uh, about that, about that scenario. Would he make that deal? Anyway, um, so. You had the William Jackson, you had the Ron Rivera comments about Carson Wentz in the NFC East, you had the Dan Snyder expose from ESPN that hit on Thursday morning. You had two games in four and a half days, one of which somehow they won despite doing everything they could, everything they could to lose that game, everything they could, and only a... An equally wretched Chicago Bears team snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. We'll get to that because you and I have not had a chance to talk about the game because you were uh, in Houston on Friday morning. Dallas, um, I'm sorry, Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. I You're, didn't
1: see Jerry, though. That sorry. was disappointing.
2: <laughs> it was disappointing. You were in Dallas on Friday, so we haven't had a chance to talk. We'll, we'll get to that. And then, just as if there wasn't enough drama. Just as if there wasn't enough crap to clean up. Just as if there wasn't enough to deal with. Now. I mean, you already had a quarterback problem. Now you have a quarterback health problem with a fractured finger, reportedly, and Carson Wentz seeing a second specialist in L.A. I guess as early as today. We'll probably find out on Tuesday when somebody high up in the organization leaks it to Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, hey, Carson Wentz is in a splint and he's going to miss four to six weeks.
1: Well, I mean, that's pretty obvious right now. I mean, all the the smoke, there's usually fire. But here's the thing for Ron Rivera. This might be a blessing in disguise. I mean, it might be a blessing in disguise here because now, A, you've got the built-in excuse for a second year in a row of not having the quarterback that you intended to play the full season with. If you go with Heineke... And it's mediocre. Well, you knew that already. Okay, it's your backup quarterback. But if I'm Ron, if I'm Ron, I, I sit and have a, a a great discussion with Ron, the GM. I sit on one side. I say, Ron, we've got this young quarterback that we drafted in the fifth round.
2: Wait, do you address him showed... as Ron, the GM, or or do you just say Ron?
1: Just say Ron. Just Ron. Okay. Ron. You, we have this quarterback that we drafted in the fifth round. It yeah. showed some some spunk and some inspiration during the preseason. Right. Ron, the GM, looks at him and says, well, look, you know, as Ron, the coach, this gives you, you know, kind of a built-in chance to reboot here with two years left on your deal. If we play Sam House, we say we're going to play Sam House so we can see what we've got. This gives you kind of a built-in cachet, you know, with the fans. Uh, kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card if you go ahead and play uh, the young quarterback at this point. You know, Ron, the GM. You know, you're absolutely right about that, and that's probably the best thing for us to do right now. It gets that that shadow off of me as Ron, the coach, and it puts it on, you know, the young quarterback here in Washington. The people. Can get excited about because they really weren't, you know, all in on Carson Wentz anyway. They were really criticizing me uh, for that move and the way we've played with that player. So maybe we should indeed go with Sam Howell, who was the fifth round pick uh, at this point. That's a pretty good move, Ron, the GM. I'll, I'll, I'll get on that. I'll get with Scott and I'll get with Ken and I'll get back to you and tell you how he practices this week.
2: And that's the end of the conversation.
1: Back to you in the studio. All right.
2: Well, here's the deal. Listen, I think we all expect, understand. No, realize that Carson Wentz should not, in any way, shape, or form, be playing this week and probably for several weeks. That has not been made official, but it is what it is, right? Uh, as a matter of fact, they would be they would be dumber than well, they would be dumb, not the first time to play Carson Wentz this week, right? I. Still have a hard time understanding, quite honestly, how he, and to Carson's credit, how he fought. Pete, this was, I mean, we talked about it on Friday, took calls, how tough Carson Wentz was, but I guess I didn't really, because they allowed him to continue to play, because they had halftime to x-ray him, and we heard nothing about it, and I don't even think we heard anything about it in the post game. Did he uh, tell
1: him it have? Did did, did he tell well, them I at mean, halftime everyone, that he was?
2: I mean, everyone knew that I, he I, had banged yeah, but, his I mean, hand and that he was shaking his hand. Yeah, but and whatever. You, you
1: bang your hand, we do that all the time. You shake it. You know, I know. You, you kick your foot against the chair. You I, know, you uh, shake uh, your foot or listen, ankle a little bit. Th-
2: I mean, that's a phys- that's a that's Al Bellamy's job to re- see somebody's job to see that. But
1: the the players got to really be honest with you though and sure. say, hey, I'm sure. I'm you know I'm not right. Sure, but because now I, the numbers and the throws and the plays kind of start to make a little more sense if there was something wrong well, with Well, to hands. be
2: fair, and and this is I'm sure what the, you know, partly what you're saying, but also remember the the touch the would be touchdown strike to Curtis Samuel that he dropped that was maybe a hair. And I mean just a hair overthrown. I can't blame Wentz on that. That came after that hand incident. Right? He already had the bum shoulder and bicep going in. That came right after the hand incident, okay? So maybe they're looking at that and saying, well, wait a second. He made that throw. There must be nothing wrong with him, right? He's obviously got enough torque, enough zip, enough mm-hmm. velocity, whatever. And he made another good throw right after that on a third down. That was another drop from Curtis Samuel. But still, we don't know. Maybe I missed it. We don't know if x-rays were even taken uh, at halftime. Now I talked to some medical people and I talked to some football people and they said part of the reason for that, and they didn't know whether there was x-rays or not. Part of the reason for that, and I just wanted a little bit of like behind the scenes information or or at least a different opinion, was because maybe the hand, the fingers were so swollen that they could have taken x-rays and they didn't, um, they couldn't see the fracture. Because of the swollenness, if you will, of the hand. Remember, it was chilly on Thursday night. It was windy on Thursday night. In Chicago, he was constantly putting his hand in, you know, that little fanny pack warmer, what have you. So Ron said at approximately, I think it was 230 or so on Friday afternoon. I think that's when his press conference was. Maybe it was 140. Yeah. Actually it was like 145. Oh, I'm gonna go see the I'm gonna go see the doctors at three o'clock here. I'll get a friend. and I sort of don't believe him, sort of believe him. I can't imagine that Ron Rivera didn't know at that point that his quarterback likely had some damage to his finger, whatever the case might be, right? I was sort of surprised when they didn't pull him at halftime and they let him continue in that game and then to come find out Saturday morning that indeed he does have a fractured finger. Now, again, maybe it's a hairline, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. That's why I'm not... Absolutely, one hundred percent certain to rule out that Carson Wentz could play this Sunday. I don't think he will. I think he'll be out several weeks. I think that's the prudent and right thing to do. But Pete, here's my question: at almost nine twenty, and three hundred one two three zero zero nine eighty, people are making this like this is a big decision. If Carson Wentz can't play on Sunday, which again is the expected scenario, that it's truly a decision between Sam Howell. And Taylor Heineke, what am I missing here? There's no decision in my mind. Common sense should tell us, and I know common sense is is, is absolutely in shortage around the NFL and in this organization. Common sense should tell us that even though Taylor Heineke is limited, and there is no doubt he is limited, that at two and four, even with the division as good as it is, Pete, there's no way, zero way, you can play Sam Howell this week.
1: All right, I got the counter to that. When we return, three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. Which way are you leaning? Let's line it up on the phones. We'll get to you. Make you part of the discussion. If it's not Wentz, you go on Heineke. You go on Howell. Which way would you go this week? Is the Green Bay Packers? come to town 301-230-0980 hit us up on twitter at WrestleMania 621 at pete medhurst it's right here live this morning up until noon 301-230-0980 on the team 980 and streaming live for free on the odyssey app
0: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
1: Coming up later on to the show, one of the more ridiculous college football weekends of the season this past weekend—it was just insane. Russell even went to a college game. We'll get his thoughts. Yep. And the Capitals broke through and got a win. Canucks up next tonight.
2: Little Motel Monday always puts you in the good mood too. Get
1: your feet going, gets mm-hmm. the blood pumping. So three one two three zero zero nine eighty. Wentz can't go, Tinyke or is it Howell? Which which way do you lean in the backup quarterback debate which of course in Washington is always a very hot topic. Now, Chris, you think it's a no-brainer yeah. about the decision they have to make this week.
2: Yeah. I, I mean I do. We at the risk of look, I don't I don't want to say like there's no chance. I don't want to say that anybody that wants to see Howell is dumb or ignorant. I don't want to say even anybody that thinks it should be Howell is dumb or ignorant. However, what I will say is I strongly, 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 1,000% of me feels it should be Taylor Heineke, and it will be Taylor Heineke. I don't know that for sure. Let me be clear. But every part of me, every fiber in my very large being, Pedro, Feels it should be Taylor Heineke. And I'll just give you one reason. Again, Ron Rivera looks around and says they're two and four. And even though the rest of the NFC East is absolutely in a class above, I guarantee you he's like, you know, that Giant team is not that good, (laughs) even though they're five and one. You know, a couple of injuries to the Eagles, Lane Johnson goes out. Maybe he's got to miss a couple of weeks. Boy, that offense has not looked good in second halves of games against us, against the Vikings, against the Cowboys, outside of one really nice drive last night, and that was a really nice drive, that iced that game. Uh, the Cowboys, you know, who's to say that? that I, I guarantee you, Ron, in his mind yesterday, in his mind, or today, when they get back and meet, is saying, guys, 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 guys. This division is still up for grabs. We could still do this. We still have a chance because we won on Thursday. Because winning was the most important thing. Not the only thing, as I said consistently on Friday, not the only thing that mattered. Winning was the most important thing that mattered. And we're now two and four, Pete. I just can't see them turning it over to a fifth round rookie, even though, and I'm sure this argument is going to come up, your guy. And you loved him. Uh, you, you, I mean, you love a lot of quarterbacks, but I remember you chirping about Bailey Zappi. Yes. And you, so far through two and a half games, you are absolutely one thousand percent correct. But but that's going to be the thing that hurts Ron's decision in terms of the public sector. Nobody wants to see Taylor Heineke long-term because they realize that Taylor Heineke is nothing more than a short-term infusion and maybe a short-term placeholder. You could do a lot worse at backup quarterback than Taylor Heineke, but nobody thinks that Taylor Heineke is the quarterback for the future. A lot of people are hopeful
1: that Sam Howell is. Here's, here's why. Okay. A month ago, People are pulling down their pants and taking a crap on Bill Belichick, Matt Patricia, and Joe Judge in New England.
2: I was thinking about how bad the
1: criticism was of that coaching staff a month ago. (laughs)
2: You're
1: right. A month ago. Now, remember, Bailey Zappi was number three because they had the veteran Brian Hoyer in between Mm -hmm. Mac Jones and Bailey. And of course, Brian got hurt pretty quickly. Yep. So Bailey Zappi was pressed into duty. Bailey Zappi has progressively each week here gotten better and better. They've let him do more. He threw for over 300 yards yesterday, yes, Chris. He, well, he rem- threw for Remember over 300 his yards. Remember his very first game was
2: was was in relief of Hoyer. Mm-hmm. Or no, I'm sorry, in relief of Mac Jones because Hoyer was already hurt. In Green Bay at Lambeau Field, and even though that was a loss, that was in overtime, and he played well. Yes. And now they've won two games since, including going on the road and spanking Cleveland. yesterday
1: spanking them and right now they've developed a nice because a taekwon thornton is back which helps them that's their speed guy on the outside yep Ramondre stevenson is turning into a tremendous running remember we
2: talked about him in training camp last year and after the draft we both liked him and he fumbled a couple of times early last year and got into bill's chateau bow wow. well he's gotten himself out of it by hard work
1: so now all of a sudden things look differently in New England, because of the way Bailey Zappi's played, and Bill, of course, will have a decision to make as Mac Jones gets healthier and is ready to return. But I'll remind you, Bill Belichick is the coach of that y- football yes, team. Yes, and that is that is a significant. I'll yeah. never forget when it, when Zappi had to go in. Bill goes over to the bench, gets on a knee, and and has a conversation with him, and 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 that's. To me, that's when Bill does some of his best work in terms of getting guys to believe in what they're doing, trust the process, explaining the process, and just do what you're supposed to do. Zappy has done that so far for New England, and as Boston DG asked me the same question yesterday, you know. Why not Hal here in Washington? And yeah. I said because it's outdated thinking. I saw that
2: exchange, and I left it alone because I wanted to talk that
1: about it's that out, on the show. It's outdated thinking in my mind. It, it, look, 19- When you
2: say outdated thinking, you just to be clear, you mean that a rookie, even one that was a lower-round pick, and in this case, a third quarterback, not a backup quarterback, a third quarterback, you're saying it's outdated thinking to think that he cannot play and he cannot be ready to go by, what is this week seven coming up? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just to be clear. That's what you're saying is outdated thinking, correct? Correct. Which would be my thinking, not my thinking that Sam Howell has no chance. And I'm not
1: saying. And I'm not saying no, it, it's it. It doesn't apply to every third day guy like Zappy and Howell are both third day guys, right? Okay. And for every guy like Zappy there's going to be a bunch of guys sure. that are crappy. Sure. So, I mean, it's not, you're, hey, you're that not, a, not uh, that's why I said it. There that's, you know, Ba-dum-bum- you're not going to get, Shh. you're not going to get, you know, the same production. Right. Okay. And I do believe part of it is because Bill Belichick is the coach of that team. And that's why it's working.
2: Right. Like for instance, Skylar Thompson was a seventh round guy, which is way lower oh, no, than
1: third, th- ra- third day guy. Though. Right.
2: But third day guy. And he clearly looks overmatched. Right.
1: And he's hurt. A- and, and then he got hurt. <laughs> right.
2: Um, Okay, so so again, Zappi is the what he's fourth round pick, right? Fourth round pick. Okay, so so even slightly higher than Howell, who mm-hmm. again we all know should have probably but Sam, gone.
1: Sam played at North Carolina yes. in the ACC against great Competition. Correct. And when he had a full offensive line and full skill people, Correct. dude, they blew up the I we mean, we all the ACC, know that they were great. Should,
2: we all know that he Bailey, should have been. Zappy,
1: Bailey Zappi has so much going against him. Okay, he's six one. He played for Houston Baptist, where my son played basketball for two years, and he went to Western Kentucky. Right. Okay. So that's that's allegedly in the scouting community two, three no-nos two or two strikes no-nos. against right. him at minimum. But we all know
2: that Sam Howell, just to use that because that's where we are, Sam Howell isn't your typical, typical fifth round, top of the fifth round, first pick of the fifth round quarterback, right? We all know that. He probably should have gone in the he, second or third round. If he came
1: round. out after that year with Deami Brown, oh, he would have been um, he would have been a guys, top ten pick. He would have been. I don't know if he'd have been top ten, but he certainly would have been a first round pick. Okay, he would have been a first round pick. I, I mean, mid to late first, probably. I, I, all right, maybe that because year.
2: of his height. Right, is what you're saying that correct?
1: Knocked him not, have been, his, there would have not been his, enough people. Not his production, his arm strength, there, or his right, mobility. There would have been enough people that would have just said, eh, you know, six. Foot and a half inch, or whatever. Okay, that's fair. You know, that's uh, fair. But he definitely, at minimum, Chris, he's a second day slam dunk, if not a late first, instead of a fifth round pick, because the following year he's running for his life because they got no offensive line. Here's
2: the thing I would be, and we'll get you the the calls in just a sec, guys. Hang in there. We see you 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. We're coming right at you. I would be willing to believe say, hey, maybe they've got a chance against a good defense in Green Bay. Now, they got shredded on the ground by Brees Hall yesterday, but that is a good defense led by Joe Barry. Anyway, that is a good defense in Green. I would be willing to say Sam Howell gives you a shot, gives you a chance, hope, believe, whatever. If I didn't have, let me repeat, if I didn't have Taylor Heineke but for this week, and Pete, this is the only thing I can control right here, right now. This week, against that defense, which is going to come in angry, which is going to come in and thinking that, oh, okay, we got pushed around by the Giants and the. Okay, play time's over. Uh, whatever. This week, the best chance that they have is to start Taylor Heineke. Why? Well, One reason that I'll give you besides the obvious, which is experience in the NFL, experience in the system, and oh, by the way, he played against Joe Barry's Green Bay defense and played reasonably well. Remember, he was on the verge of tying up that game, and then he just mysteriously tripped over the one-yard line. You know? (laughs) I mean, just whatever. Like, he played reasonably well in that game at Lambeau Field.
1: The ghost of Vince Lombardi reached up and just picked him up.
2: Yes, so... So here's the deal. Like, again, maybe this is a different argument against Indianapolis, Minnesota, Philadelphia, what have you, down the line. For this Sunday and this Sunday alone, Taylor Heineke, because of what I just said, NFL experience, experience last year against the Packers, played reasonably well. And, Pete, here's the other thing that people don't realize. Since the end of August – What has Sam Howell been doing in practice? No, I understand that. that. You know this. Taylor Heineke, too. Well, Well, yeah. But if there's anybody that's getting any reps, it's not Sam Howell. Now, Sam Howell is getting scout team reps. But Sam Howell, while he's in the meetings, while he's in the building, while he's learning the system, while he's throwing on the side, while he's running scout team, you know what he's not doing? He's not getting really any work with Terry McLaurin, I mean, obviously, Jahan Dotson's banged up. We don't even know if he'll play, hopefully. Uh, um, Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown, uh, although he has that natural chemistry with De'Ami Brown. Um, and Cam Sims, Logan Thomas, again, we'll see. John Bates, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, they got tight ends dropping like flies. J.D. McKissick, Antonio Gibson. My point being is, to me, it li- at two and four, as much as the division is good, it makes zero sense to go anywhere other than Taylor Heineke for this week. I'll evaluate next week. Next week, this week, it makes no sense in my eyes to play that to play the the Joker, if you will, in your in your in your deck. Right? I, I mean, it, it. What am I missing here? Other than just a ray of hope that he could be the franchise guy. And you wouldn't be able to tell that after one game anyway, but, but that's what, the only Chris? reason that I can what, come Chris? up with.
1: Chris, he's got the mobility that people are excited about Taylor right? providing.
2: I mean, Taylor's got mobility. Uh, How?
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. No, Sam, so does no, Sam.
2: Right, Right. I'm saying, but kay? Sam doesn't have necessarily more mobility than Heineken, oh, right? Oh,
1: dude, did you see him run last year at North
2: Carolina? Uh, of course I did. But he I mean, for d- his life. But, but does he have more mobility than Taylor? He's got every bit
1: as much. Okay, that's fine. Okay? That's fair. And... He's got a and he's cannon got the, he's attached got to his arm. right shoulder. Right. He's got the better arm. So he gives you, the only thing we can't measure that he, that Taylor has shown us is the intangibles. We can't measure that with Sam yet because we haven't seen him play right. in an NFL games. So well, we, we saw that at North and, Carolina,
2: how tough he yes, was, right? Was had some moxie Definitely and the
1: toughness factor last year because he was getting his tail beat all last but year. But a big difference going from that to the NFL. It's so completely different. Okay, So yes, we can't measure the NFL moxie. Yet, because we just haven't had a chance to see it. But he's got the same mobility that Heineke does, and he's got a howitzer for an arm. Yeah. So we can y- – he brings you a lot of the same things. He just lacks the experience that four got last year. We'll get your calls. We see you right there. We'll get your thoughts on this. If it's no Wentz, do you go Howell? Do you go Heineke? Coming up this week against the Green Bay Packers who held the Jets to 1 for 11 on third down mm. and still lost 27 to 10 yesterday. I got a number for you
2: just to fit that mold when we come back.
1: 301-230-0980 the big fellow tells us what's trending.
2: All right, Pedro just mentioned it. Commanders, Packers this Sunday. One o'clock FedEx field pack getting spanked by the New York J- 27-10 at Lambeau yesterday. Special teams a mess, offensive line a mess. Yet the green and gold opens up as four and a half point favorites. On the early line over the Burgundy and Gold. Speaking of which, the Burgundy and Gold bringing up the rear in the NFC East after last night's Eagles win over the Cowboys. They are now 6-0. G-Men over the Ravens uh, in come-from-behind fashion. They are 5-1. and one. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk says there's, quote, no doubt end quote, that NFL owners will discuss Dan Snyder's status as commander's owner this week during league meetings that are beginning tomorrow in New York and a significant uh, change in Houston, not on the football operations side, but executive vice president of football operations. I guess it is football, even though he's not considered a football guy. Jack Easterby is out as the, uh, again, Senior uh, Executive Vice President of Football Operations for the Houston Texans. And that's what's trending.
1: You know, yesterday was a weird day, fantasy football-wise, too. You know, I have two tight ends. I have Dawson Knox and I have Mike Gesecki. When I play Knox, Geseki plays well. When I play Gesecki, Knox plays well. So of course, yesterday Geseki played well. Gusecki had two touchdowns yeah. yesterday, and you know that's the one position. But Knox,
2: had the, Knox had the touchdown for you. He did, yeah. Okay.
1: But but Gusecki had two. Right, right, he had two. <laughs> so right. you know, it's it's been that's been like the one area on on my best fantasy football team all year that I've just not been able to get right from week to week. Well, at, least you, have one, at least
2: you have one area. I have eight areas. of. Remember, this is the idiot who drafted Cam Akers in the second
1: round. Well, the good news is Chris, Cam's probably going to be traded somewhere soon. He maybe gets more time.
2: Maybe they could put Cam Akers, Robbie Anderson, and William Jackson III on the same team. What do you think?
1: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. What do you think?
2: Uh, here's the number that I wanted to give you. You mentioned that the Jets, uh, and first of all, they won a game. They won a game over Green Bay in Lambeau in the chill. Like Lambeau guy, Bob Field, has 20, got receipts, Chris. Right? Twenty seven ten. You know how many yards, uh, Zach? I'm too busy uh, getting it on with forty three year old Cougars. Uh, Wilson hadn't hey, he had? even.
1: Th- Throw for a hundred yards,
2: didn't uh, 100, close hundred and ten. Yeah, hundred and ten. I
1: know. I saw late in the fourth quarter, he only had like ninety some and yards. And yet they
2: laid a twenty-seven
1: burger on
2: Green special Bay, teams, right? Special teams, special sets teams, special Short field, so. Well, the running, obviously, and Brees Hall. I mean, they had yeah. like hundred and seventy-nine of their two hundred and seventy-eight yards on the ground. But but you mentioned the third down inefficiency for the JATS, Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. One of eleven. Washington, the last two weeks. Now, granted, two games in four and a half days, right? Two of 11 on third down um, on Thursday night against the Bears, right? Ready for this one? You might not remember this because last week was such a blur. They were against the Titans in that game against Tennessee. One of 11 on third down and didn't convert on their first third down and only third down until the final drive. So in the last two weeks, going against a Green Bay defense this coming Sunday who's going to be angry, who is going to – uh, want to, I, I guess, extract whatever they can. Washington is three of twenty-two on third down. Mm. Three of
1: twenty-two Not on third good. down. Not so. good. Let's get to the phones. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. DJ in Laurel has the first word this morning. What's up, DJ? Hey, what's going on? Man? How you guys doing? What's up, DJ?
4: All right. Yeah, man, you, you definitely got to go Taylor Heineken, man. Um, Sam Howell, I understand the hope, and everybody wants to see what they have in Sam Howell. But what one point I didn't hear nobody mention was that the fact that, allegedly, Scott Turner's offense is so hard to learn. Um, I've heard, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, um, say, it, say that it's hard to learn. And, you know, and like I said, so my thing is our offensive line is not the greatest as well. So you don't want to throw nobody back there with no experience and just ruin them. Whereas Heineke, we you know again he had a lot of bad games last year, but he also had a lot of good games. He even beat Brady on a great game-winning drive, you know. And quite frankly, um, that was like I said, the win on Thursday, man, it just wasn't exciting. But Heineke brings some excitement, so when I excitement to this area, like you know, I just love the excitement he brings. And regardless of what any of you guys think and what other you know, what nobody thinks, what I love about this guy is that he believes he's the guy, you know, no matter what nobody believes. And I and I love that about him. And um, last comment I'm gonna say. I can't wait to hear uh, Dr. Sabah call him. I love her personality. <laughs> I love to hear her talk Taylor DJ, right, guys, thanks, Pat. Good call, DJ. And Thank I'm you. And I'm sure
1: when she's not taking somebody's liver out, we'll hear from her. <laughs> Go to line three. Aaron is in D.C.
3: What's up, she's Aaron? Pro- she's
2: probably putting all liver uh, extractions on hold. She's probably <laughs> giddy. Hey, guys.
3: Thanks what's, for taking my call. What's so, up, Aaron? I, you know, I, I disagree a lot with the, the last caller, you know, primarily because these are our NFL guys. I think that we, we shouldn't look at our quarterbacks as being buffoons. And as far as Scott Turner's offense being difficult to figure out, it doesn't seem like a lot of those defensive coordinators are struggling figuring it out. So I think that we should give Kyle a chance. I think we need to put in some wrinkles that take advantage of his, his talents, You know, get him out on the edge, roll the pocket, um, continue to lean on a running game. And then as far as uh, the Green Bay Packers, they're having a ton of problems with their offensive line. And also their receivers aren't, aren't the best. It's not like they have Devontae Adams. So this game is actually a, a winnable game if we put in together a strong game plan to really you know take advantage of those weaknesses that uh, Green Bay has exposed. So that that's what, that's what my thoughts are. We, we know what Heineke is, and he doesn't have the throwing power to hit those windows. If you look at the game last night with Cooper Rush, there were a lot of big plays to be made, but he didn't have the arm talent to get it done. And I think Kyle has more arm talent.
2: Appreciate you, Aaron. I, I, there's no doubt that he's got more of a howitzer, as I like to say, right? Uh, the question is, is whether Howell is ready to go, number one, mentally, emotionally, physically, uh, le- learning the system, all that. Just because we saw flashes in the preseason against guys that are bagging groceries right now, mm-hmm. does not mean, and driving Uber, uh, does not mean that he's going to do that against Joe Barry's Green Bay defense, okay? One. Two, Pete, I would just say this. They are clearly going to have to choose here between experience and maybe uh, system knowledge and play within the system and chemistry within the personnel that they have versus the more talented guy. There is no doubt Sam Howell is more talented. No doubt. He's more talented than Taylor Heineke. But how many times have we seen the more talented guy struggle compared to the, I don't want to say higher football IQ guy because that's not fair to Howell, but just the more experienced, the more, you know, the guy that's seen more, done more, been there for more.
1: Let's get Ron and Suitland in here before. Jay Gruden coming up at the top of the hour. Go ahead, Ron.
2: Yeah,
4: I want to disagree with that last caller. I think Heineke is the man. I think he brings excitement, as the previous caller indicated, and this could this could be a pivotal game for him. It gives Heineke another another shot. Here's the key: the key is Scott Turner. Are you going to call plays that that are great?
2: Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. The phone monster bit.
1: <clears throat> but I understand, want I funds? understand Ron's point. Is he going to call plays here that are conducive to Taylor Heineke's skill set? And I guarantee you, they're, you're going to see a reasonable dose of of Robinson and Gibson this week. Oh, absolutely! Especially after the success the Jets had, you'd be silly not to to give them a lot of Robinson and, and Gibson. Coming Here's up this what week.
2: the focus should be: besides that, it should be on the short to intermediate passing game as opposed to the intermediate to long passing game, right? It should be screens. It should be bubbles. It should be slants. For God's sakes, run a slant! Run a slant! We see it all over the NFL. I scream about this every week. Run a slant. And it fits the mold of what your quarterback is. Now, listen, Taylor Heineke isn't always accurate with short game either. You know from last year, Pete, what did I say over and over and over again? It would drive me crazy when they'd throw a tunnel screen and he'd throw it like, you know, all over the place, right? I, I understand not everybody is going to be, you know, Drew Brees. I got it. But that's a slam that's without a it
1: getting deflected.
2: I, I mean, you hope, right? I, I mean, obviously there's, you know, more bodies, more traffic, more whatever. And we all know about the height and the vision and whatever. I hope. But here's the one here here's the thing. My best chance like you said, of moving the football on Sunday is running the ball and trying to run to the edges because that's what it looked like Brees Hall was able to do uh, around those bigger guys uh, that, you know, Kenny Clark and uh, – and. Um, uh, who else on that Green Bay front? Uh, go get
1: me some run behind my man, Corny Lucas, out there this week. Right. Let's go. Well, and Charles
2: Leno, too, obviously. I mean, Leno and Norwell. I mean, if Norwell's got a strength, it's run blocking. Man, right? Andrew
1: had a good grade this past yeah. week, too. Yeah. He played well. Yeah, played much better than uh, the week before when he got Absolutely. run over. 301 230 The word from Jay Gruden is next on Touchdown at 10 right here on the Team 980 and streaming live for free. F-R-E-E on the Odyssey app.